0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 25 and uh, I've titled this uh, this morning consider this I can see it's been met with (laughs) disdain, let's call it that. Consider this. Our Christmas journey continues. So far, if you remember, we've seen the angel of the Lord give great news to Zachariah and to his wife Elizabeth that they were to have a son and he would be called John and he would prepare the way for the coming Messiah. Those that couldn't have children, it was impossible for them. God made possible. Then the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and told her that although she was a virgin, who was pledged to be married to a man from the house, from the line of David called Joseph, she was going to have a son by the power of the Holy Spirit. And she was going to call him Jesus. He is to be the promised Messiah. And Mary's servant heart, if you remember last week, was on full display. And she steps into God's promises. She rushes to tell her cousin Elizabeth, who's, if you remember then, pregnant with John. She rushes to tell her the great news. So in our penultimate week before our Christmas service, Christmas Day falls on a Saturday this year, which means our Christmas service then is this uh, Sunday next week. We're going to see this husband-to-be, Joseph. We're going to see and understand, if we can, just place ourselves in the picture of the reality for this guy. Mary, his wife-to-be, as heard direct from the angel Gabriel, that she's going to have a son. And now then, she's told Joseph. That was an easy chat. (laughs) Just for a second, let's try and put our thoughts away of this perfect nativity scene. You know the one where the stable's warm, that one, and everything's cosy and the straw was clean? I mean, of course, why wouldn't it be? You know, and the, the linen was all perfect and there was no animal dung everywhere and, and everybody was happy and there were big smiles. And, and the reality uh, that we see in our head is probably completely different to actually what was going off. You imagine the conversation that Mary has had with Joseph that says, oh, when, by the way, Joseph, quick one while I've got you before you dash off to work. and um, So um, anyway, an angel came to me and said, I'm gonna have a baby in that. He's like, right, well that's lovely, let's get married first. Oh no, 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 um, no. Well, as it happens, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, make that happen. And uh, yeah. And you can imagine Joseph, I'm making light of it just to illustrate the point. You imagine the reality of that for a devout Jew, his wife-to-be, who he believes up until this point, hey, is a devout Jew also. They're pledged to be married and she breaks news to him that she's going to have a child that he knows physically is completely and utterly impossible unless as far as the world would see it she has been unfaithful it's impossible for there to be anything else going through joseph's mind he is a man like some of us in here but we're all human beings and we know the reality of that I mean, naturally, my first instinct, I'd be fuming. I would be angry, but then I'd be confused because she's saying this stuff to me and I trust her else we wouldn't be this far down the line. I'm confused. As I think about it, I'd be a little bit embarrassed as well. Right, okay, this is awkward. How am I telling people around me that this has happened? What are they going to think naturally you'd be scared at everybody's reaction and the reality would be playing out in his mind don't think he's any different to you and me he's absolutely not joseph must have said and i am guessing because the word doesn't tell us but he must have said look mary you've had an angel come to visit you to tell you that this is going to happen Look, love, I love you. I trust you. But my word, if I don't get an angel, I'm struggling. If somebody doesn't come and tell me that this is the reality, if God doesn't say, Joseph, this is what's happening, I am struggling. Let's have a read. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce, uh, to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, I'll just pause there for a second Realise what I've just said. Now we're at that moment. After he had considered this, look, I don't want to expose her to public disgrace, but nevertheless, this is not normal. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. So we can clearly see then, Joseph was a devout Jew. Verse 19 tells us, because her husband was faithful to the law. He was faithful to the law, but also we can see because the word tells us and gives us an insight that he was a kind and caring man. He was like, I don't want to expose Mary to public disgrace. So rather than do that to her, I'll divorce her quietly. But in his mind, his decision is made. In his mind, he's clear. It's the only way out of this mess. I have to get away. And after he's considered all things, it's an impossible next step with Mary. He's got to be afraid of a lot of the outcome because the first thing that the angel says to him in verse 20 is don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Think of his position. Mary, we've already heard, was devout. And she's got all that shame and scandal now as far as the world is concerned around her. But consider Joseph. Of course it's not your child, Joseph. We don't think of that, do we? Of course it's not yours. Well, naturally, this guy who's devout, who follows the law, is like, no, it's not mine. Well, it's a catch-22 for him, isn't it? Because what happens at the other end? Oh, right. That's awkward. You see, from his point of view, he's completely and utterly stuck. It seems impossible. So he's got a plan. He's going to get out of there to save face. And I'm struggling to think, as I've looked at this, that I would react, and maybe you're better than I am. I reserve judgment. That I would do anything any different. As I put myself in the story, I'm like, Yeah, I mean, that's about as good as I could possibly think, as nice as I'd possibly be in this scenario. Proverbs 19 verse 21, though, says this to us. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 16 and verse 19, just back a little bit. In their hearts, It's the new version. Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Listen to that again. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Joseph's got a plan. God's got a purpose. Amen. Joseph's got a plan, but God has got a purpose. God needed to intervene. And that is exactly what he did. And verse 20 and 21. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will. Will save his people from their sins. The angel of the Lord goes straight to the heart of the problem with Joseph and his fear, and he tackles that immediately. He says, Look, it seems impossible, but remember what's impossible with us is possible with God. What's impossible with man is possible with God. What Mary has said then is true, although it seems completely impossible. Imagine in the moment, as Joseph comes round, as he wakes up, the relief. I knew, I knew she wouldn't lie to me. I knew, it seems crazy, but nevertheless, I knew. What else was I to do? But also don't forget the reality. He's had a visit from from an angel, as Mary has. But his parents haven't. His family and friends haven't. (laughs) And we'll get to the Christmas story next week and I won't rush ahead too much, but there's no wonder they were looking for an inn. I thought David came from Bethlehem. Steer clear of the family, because I don't know what to say. We forget, don't we? These are human beings. This is a tough scenario. The angel, though, continues as he alleviates some of Joseph's pressure and fear The angel continues and gives him some amazing truth. This child will be called Jesus because, listen to what it says, he will save his people from their sins. Now, for the first time, Joseph realises that the picture is bigger than him. Sometimes that's a really difficult thing for us to do, isn't it? To realise that the picture is bigger than me. Often we go through things in our life and we think, what on earth is happening? Why is this happening? And then out of what seems to be an impossible situation, God brings about the healing, maybe for somebody else. The restoration, perhaps, for somebody else. And you're like, God, if you'd have told me that in the beginning, this would have been a lot easier. But isn't that trust and faith? Isn't that obedience? He doesn't tell us the plan. He just expects that we're going to have the faith to step. Because we remember, because we're in the word, that he's the Alpha and the Omega. We remember that he's the beginning and the end. We remember that he's in control. We remember that he's got plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. We recall these things and we go, God, I don't know what's going on. But you do. And there's faith that plays out and Joseph realises then that the picture is bigger than him it's not just about him and Mary it's about God's people receiving salvation I mean it's not just a little bit bigger is it than Joseph and Mary it's humongous there isn't a superlative to do it justice We're talking salvation for God's people, people being saved from their sin. Listen, it says God's people being saved, not in sin, but saved from sin. Big difference. And if you've never seen it before, underline it. Because they're not being saved in sin, but from sin. It's a huge, pivotal moment in the New Testament for us to understand that we're about to come in as we look at the word here as Jesus is born. We're about to come into the new covenant. We're not far away that's in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sacrifices previously covered over sin for a very short time. It didn't last long because the truth is I'm a human being and I failed quite often this is not a confession this is reality, you're all the same we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God Romans 3.23, that's clear now, if this was the case for you and I today, we would still be bringing sacrifices to be saved in sin but no, something's happened and here Joseph gets a reality that to this point people had not grasped, Joseph's the first to hear it Joseph, this son, this child is going to save God's people from sin. The old order is going to be done away with. This is great news. Joseph's attention, perhaps even for the first time in in the right way, is now peaked. He's seeing the picture. God has revealed, in, in essence, the end game. Now, he didn't know how it was going to pan out, but nevertheless, he knew full well that God had got this in hand. The name Jesus as well would have piqued his attention because it's derived from Joshua in the Hebrew. And it says that this is God is deliverance. That's what it means. God is deliverance. And the pieces are clicking together as Joseph knows what he has to do it seems impossible but god has made possible and joseph has seen the bigger picture now in action and verse 24 tells us when joseph woke up he did what the angel of the lord had commanded him and he took mary home as his wife joseph heard he applied and he stepped. And we see that throughout scripture so many times. Church, we have a responsibility, don't we, to be in a position where we are children of God that say, God, I've heard, I'm applying, and I'm willing to step. Even though I don't know what next week looks like, I know that you're in control. Even though there are so many variables that I can't possibly piece together, I know that you have it in hand. That we have a responsibility as children of God, as we say, You are my Lord and Savior, that I'm willing to put Him first, that I'm willing to step, that I have the faith and I can put it in action. It's an incredible account that's played out for us to reveal God's hand at work, to bring salvation, to save his people from their sin. And our challenge then, church, this coming week, is to be, and beyond, amen, is to be a church that listens, to be a church that steps To be a church that understands that there is always a bigger picture at play. And to be a church that knows and understands that God's purposes are at work. I have a lot of plans. I have huge lists and tick lists. Huge ones. Some of them scare me. But it's the Lord's purpose that prevails, amen? And aren't I grateful for that? The times I have to add things to lists just so I can tick them off. Anybody else? Well, okay, not just me. Thanks, Joel. Only one brave enough. <laughs> but that's the reality. And for us as children of God, that we have to know that his purpose is playing out. We might not see it. We might not understand it. We might not grasp it. We might even not agree with it. Who dare say that from the front? But nevertheless, God is at work. And we're to trust that he has it all in hand. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again for your word. Father, we thank you for its encouragement. Father, for its blessing. Father, we thank you as we've seen over these past few weeks the faith and obedience in action. But Father, too, we've seen the human nature, the reality of some of the situations and scenarios. They weren't easy. But Lord, you have brought peace into the situation and we just pray Lord God that you might help us as we face a new week that you might help us to know and understand that it's your purpose that prevails Father that we might have a heart that says God this is my plan for tomorrow but whatever you decide well that's what we'll go with Father that we're brave enough to have faith and obedience and we're brave enough Father to put it in action Father to want to know your will but Father to want to walk in it whatever it looks like So, Father, we pray that you'll just be with us, that you bless us and encourage us. We ask all of these things in and through our Saviour's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.